If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Looking at a quote from uh, Washington Examiner. Who are they quoting? Somebody with the Border Patrol. You go down there and it takes your breath away. When you see it, that would be the migrants, vehicles, pedestrians, everybody at the border. 10,000 people, probably more now. because In one parking lot. In one, yeah. yeah, in one area under one bridge, just trying to stay out of the hot, hot sun. Over half of them from Haiti uh, that have uh, come into the country in just the last uh, 24, 48 hours. Um, and uh, our policies invite that sort of thing, and there's no noise really being made to do anything about it. So there you go. I think there is noise. Uh, how much noise and whether it will reach that critical mass it needs to to actually get the Biden administration to do the right thing, that remains to be seen. Well, noise where? Noise on Fox, noise out of people maybe listen to us, but I don't hear anybody in uh, in uh, the, 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 the circles of the the party that's in charge talking about it. I think they pay attention to the New York Times and the Washington Post, which are covering it. I hope you're right. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, as soon as they have an excuse to turn their eyes away from it, they'll probably go for it. But it is getting some coverage. I mean, we're, it's been decades since we've had this uh, rush of illegals coming across the border. It's hundreds of thousands every month. Hundreds of thousands. So I mentioned this earlier. I'll mention it again because it's kind of interesting. I take in... TV shows from the different uh, cable and uh, network shows, just see what they're talking about. I usually at least see what they're leading with. Fox, so all your Fox shows, were leading with the 10,000 people under a bridge on our side of the border that are almost certainly going to get to stay. Um, the All the other channels were leading with the fences around the Capitol. 
Nobody cares about trying to have put fences down on the border to make sure millions of people don't come into this country illegally. But they got fences around the Capitol because they're expecting 700 Trump supporters to show up this weekend. Okay. That's the lead story everywhere else. You know, we got an email, too, because I've been following the mainstream media coverage of this uh, rally that's happening tomorrow, right? Saturday? Yeah. Um, and their characterization of it. And the always helpful Mike in Arkansas points out, I know some of the people that are leading the rally this weekend. The whole thing is being reported so poorly. The people organizing the rally are not um, the crazy, uh, violent uh, way right. They're protesting the way the people being held in custody are being treated and the fairness of the charges. So they're definitely you know, sympathetic to some of the people involved in the whole January 6th thing, but it's not some alt-right lunatic gathering, he says. Well, and the level of security they've got in D.C. for this thing, nothing is going to happen. So Right. Right. It's a non-story. Um, when, when, a, when a woman is killed or goes missing, and it's a whodunit, every once in a while in America, we latch on to one of those, and it becomes a national obsession. It clearly crossed a line somewhere this week, as Brett Bear on Fox yesterday even talked about it. So uh, we'll get into that next segment if you don't know the story. It's interesting enough, trust me. I got the details for the first time yesterday and was immediately sucked in on the, wait a second, what's going on here? Right. There are some real unexplained uh, questions and, and odd behavior that uh, seems to be leading in one direction. But, you know, and everybody likes a whodunit. I mean, yep. just, we just do. But first, we have to take a fond look back at the week that was. It's a little something called cow clips of the week. Milton Bradley's great game of strategy. It's loaded with action and suspense. This is the sound a doggy makes. Burt Reynolds. Who is, um... Scooby-Doo. No. That was a funny dog, Scooby-Doo. He drove around a van and uh, solved mysteries. That is incorrect. No, that's correct. Regarding the woman who uh, threw the egg at me wearing a gorilla mask, at the risk of sounding sexist, gentlemen, how do we know it was a mask? (laughs) We said yes to diversity. We said yes to inclusion. We said yes to pluralism. My patience is wearing thin. I need you to get out on that boulevard and bring me my money. Yeah, my pimp. <clears throat> the data, excuse me. Somebody in the White House has authority to press the button, cut off the president's uh, uh, speaking ability and sound. Who is that person? Uh, we, uh, we inherited a deadline. We did not inherit a plan. To be clear, I blame Larry Nassar, and I also blame an entire system that enabled and perpetrated his abuse. This is a really big cover-up. If they're not going to protect me, I want to know who are they trying to protect? People who ultimately have to be willing to, um, you know, be more liberal with their uh, economic values. General Milley told his Chinese counterpart, General Lee, that he would give him a heads up if the U.S. planned to strike. If Millie doesn't resign by Friday, I'll cut all my hair off and bake it into a cake and eat it. He's a smoked turkey. He's holding him up. Like Simba, the Lion King. Jab my baby, I hate Trump. Give him a good jab. Jeez, what the? Stop it. Wanna find a friend, hire a clown, slaughter an entire African town, it's Facebook. 
In his book, O.J. Simpson says that he would have taken a bullet or stood in front of a train for Nicole. Man, I'm going to tell you, that is some bad luck when the one guy who would have died for you kills you. That's <laughs> probably... The great uh, Norm MacDonald. I am so done with Secretary of State Blinken. So this just came out before we take a break. No oh boy. Apparently he tweeted this. He tweeted some uh, uh, words of encouragement for the protesters of Hong Kong, then clearly deleted the tweet and put a, a softer, watered-down version on there. And people need to realize, especially if you're really high profile, you tweet something, somebody screen captured it. If you take it down and replace it with something else, everybody digs into the particulars there, all right? And Secretary of State Blinken, whose original tweet said, we stand with the people of Hong Kong, Beijing should let the voices of all Hong Kongers be heard, etc., etc. Then his next one, he, he took that down and then replaced it with, how about that, Hong Kong? <laughs> Governments should serve the people they represent. Decreasing representation goes against the spirit of Hong Kong's basic law. So the whole we stand with the people they need to do, must do this, went away. You wuss. And he watered it way down. Our own Secretary of State. This isn't Nike, which you could at least understand their, with their reasoning, or Apple. This is our freaking Secretary of State. You know, there were moments where I thought Mike Pompeo might be a little too in love with his old hard acidness, okay? And too much in love with his own uh, hard ass imagery. But Blinken, for him to do that, that's pathetic. It's sad. It's a betrayal of all of our principles. That's horrible. So a, an engaged couple goes on a couple-of-month road trip in a van. Correct. Documenting it all, trying to get a website going and a YouTube channel. They're going to be influencers. They're engaged. The dude comes home, and then uh, when you ask, uh, where's uh, where's uh, where's your fiance? Who now? I'm sorry, what? Well, yeah, he's not even saying that. Where's he's your fiance? Up, he's I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, who? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's going on with that story? If you haven't heard, details next. Armstrong and Getty. There's a new electric car in the mix called Lucid, if you haven't heard about it. They're setting records. We'll tell you about that later. Um, Chris Wallace uh, really taking on Joe Biden's booster shot initiative on Fox. I'll have to bring you up to speed on that. And according to the new Woodward book, Paul Ryan researched narcissistic personality right after Trump won. So maybe some more from that book. (laughs) All on the way. Fabulous. Excellent. So are you following the story of the missing Florida woman, Gabby Petito? She and her fiancé took off on a road trip, documenting it, documenting it, putting it on Instagram, that sort of thing. Really good-looking couple, etc. Here's a, a brief report to give you the background if you're not up to speed. Then we'll let you know some of the strange goings-on. Brian Laundrie traveled the country with his fiance Gabby Potato, for months. They visited national parks, documented the entire trip on Instagram, and drove in a camper van owned by Gabby. Then on September 1st, Laundrie shows up at his home in Florida with Gabby's van, but without Gabby. It wasn't until 10 days later that Gabby's family reported her missing. That's 10 missing days. Police and Gabby's family say time is running out, and they are begging Brian Laundrie to cooperate, but he refuses 
and his lawyer says it's because whatever Laundry says can be used against him, but police counter with, if he's not involved, why would he not help find his fiancée? We should note the last text message from Gabby's phone to her parents came on August 30th, but the parents do not believe Gabby wrote that text. You know, I've been following this story for a while and thinking about it, but the more I think about it, it's not like uh, it was some random encounter with a woman and he was the last person to be known to be with her. It's like a one night stand or or a brief conversation or something like that. And he lawyered up last this seen is leaving the casino. One of those deals. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They were seen leaving this casino together. No, this is the love of his life who's missing and he won't help look and he won't talk to the authorities. No, right. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense on any level. Um, if if he didn't do something awful, you'd be one of those people on TV trying to keep this in the news, saying, you know, holding up a picture saying, please, if you know anything, if you see anybody looks like this, call blah, blah, you'd be doing that routine. Well, and I understand she was last seen in Wyoming, having spent a fair amount of time in the Moab, Utah area, and that Moab factors into the story, and we'll get to that in a minute. But, uh, yeah, he'd be in Wyoming searching like crazy. So they, so he comes home from the trip. I'm guessing she doesn't when, live with her in parents. In her van. In her van. It's her van. Does she live with her parents? Do you know that or not? Uh, I think she might. But they're doing a couple of month trip. It's it's not like a um, vacation where you have a set date to return. I'm guessing. So they just you know they just stop hearing from her. Is that right? Her parents. Yeah. They contact uh-huh. his parents' house because they're not hearing from him either. And it turns out he's home. He's home. Well, where's where's our daughter? Mono. Where's the van? Did they not in my driveway? Wow, he killed her. If it's not that, it is something so strange and twisted. I can't imagine what it what it is. Now, there's one possibility. There were two women. They were camping who were murdered in Moab, Utah. They'd called a friend and said, there's this weird guy, and he's freaking us out. And if anything happens to us, we got murdered. Well, they did get murdered, which is just unspeakable. Um, and this happened just a week or two, I think, before this Gabby Petito and her strangely named uh, fiancé, Mr. Laundry, um, who sounds like, honestly, uh, like a character from Sesame Street or something, but... Um, uh, just just before they were there, there was a murderer on the loose killing young women. Now, is it conceivable they had a because there there was a traffic stop and a, a body cam video? Perhaps you've seen it. They got into a domestic dispute at a gas station, drove away. Cop pulls him over. She's very upset, distraught. Admits that she took kind of a swing at him, scratched him with her fingernails. Cops say, "You go to a hotel. You sleep in the van. You guys got to cool off for a day." Um. Could it be they have another fight? He, She says, F you, gets out of the van, starts walking. He drives away, then thinks better of it, goes back to look for her, and she is gone. And then the way you handle that situation is you just go home and clam up, letting There's... everybody assume that you killed her, as opposed to, we had a fight, I left in a huff, and when I went back to find her, she was gone. Well, you're either a murderer covering your traps or your tracks or you're an effing coward 
for not admitting, look, that's what happened. Here's where it happened. Here's where we need to start looking for. Now, my, my theory, which I admit has some weak points, and it's, it's just, it's a possible explanation. Um, then, is this your leading theory, or are you just trying to present something that's other than what seems like the obvious? Yes, that one. Okay. The second one. Yeah. But then the, the predator who was ooching about in Utah murdering young women comes across this gal. I don't know. So there's a protest at this, uh, I can never remember his first name, Brian Laundry. Um, there's a protest at his house tonight where friends, family members, townspeople who want this guy to, to, to help the authorities find this girl. Um, they're going to protest. They got placards and signs. There are already protesters out there, but there's going to be a big one tonight, I guess. I wonder what the relationship was between the families. I mean, I've known instances where the families of uh, young couples are pretty close. And I've known situations where they they meet once at the wedding and never again. So, Interestingly, this Brian Laundrie's sister, who can't get him on the phone either. I mean, he's gone way to ground. Um, she says she adored Gabby, adores, let's hope, uh, Gabby and her kids do too. So it's not a completely, you know, Montagues and Capulets thing. They, there are interconnections there. So they got into an, uh, an argument that turned physical. Somebody mm-hmm. saw it, called 911. That's why the police pulled him over. Right. And the men, the, she must have been pretty convincing that she threw a punch or whatever, because at least most stories I've ever heard, if there's a physical altercation between a man and a woman, the man goes to jail no matter what happened until they sort things out. Depends where you are. The fact that the cops just let him go, said, you know, go cool off is interesting. But so they've had, they had at least that one physical altercation. Yeah. I, evidently, according to the, the account of the, the traffic stop, they both told the same story and she admitted that she scratched him and the rest of it. And he, he had visible scratches and she was perfect other than being upset. But do they have another fight again where she uh, punches him or whatever and he hits her and she falls over and hits her head on a rock? It's possible. And he loses his mind and thinks, I know how I handle this all. Throw off a cliff and go home and never say anything to anybody. That'll work. Um, People do that sort of thing all the time. That's a moronic plan. There are a lot of morons. <laughs> that's true. Do we have time to cram in one more piece of tape? How much, um, how much time we got, Michael? Okay, go ahead. 73. This is I don't know uh, how to describe it, to mother. be honest with you. We are, we are running out of time, and... Um, we're scared for Gabby. We think she might be in danger, and we just we just want him to talk. Just tell us where where was she? Where did you leave her? You know, I, I wanted to just know what happened, and uh, I'm I'm getting angry now at this point, as you can tell. I'm uh, I'm beyond frustrated. You know, as a mother to another mother, I, I beg his mother to make him speak, or at least for the parents to say something. Yeah, I don't get so. He's the kind of cuckoo bird that's not going to call his fiance's mom and, and talk to her. Okay, well, how about the parents? Don't the parents say, hey, dude, you got to talk to him. Okay, well, I'm going to call him up. Yeah, he's here. He's here. He won't say anything. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I hope she's okay, too. I mean, that's weird. I think he admitted whatever happened to his parents, and they've decided to lawyer up and protect the boy. What is your theory? Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. 
I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. They're at the point that that desperation is turning to anger. They know that the Landrys know where their daughter is, and they will not tell them. That's infuriating. So that's the lawyer for the family of Gabby Petito who who went uh, missing. I'm going to assume you either know this story or you're going to be able to catch up as we talk about it a little bit here, a little bit more before we move on to something else. The, the I'm just trying to figure out what what is captivating about this story. I guess the captivating part of this story is the fact that the fiance, the dude, comes back in her van after their couple month trip and won't talk to anybody. He goes to his parents' home. So enough textures have alerted me to the fact that he and she, him and his fiance, him and Gabby, live together at her parents' home. So him coming back there in the van, no, 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 live together in his parents' home. Yeah, live together in his parents' home. When they, when he comes back there in the van, you got to believe his parents said, so where's Gabby? <laughs> I mean, like, the first thing when he gets home. So that conversation immediately had was had, and um, he lawyers up, and they won't let the police ask any questions, and they won't talk to anybody either. His parents. And so as you heard there from her parents, 
lawyer, they're turned to the point of anger like, why won't you talk to us? What the hell's going on here? The most obvious thing is he killed her, and his parents are helping him cover it up or trying to figure out how to deal with it with lawyers. I think it's the most obvious thing, but uh, a couple of texts we got on this before... Um, and we did this a little earlier in the show, and we got a bunch of uh, guesses. But the guesses have changed in the last couple of hours. First of all, alien abduction. I don't think that's happened. Always a possibility, though. You can't rule it out until you can rule it in or something. Um, a whole bunch of you have texted, it's a staged event to get notoriety. They want to be social media influencers. It's like the the dad who claimed his kid was in the balloon, remember that, in Colorado? And the whole world was watching the video thinking that poor little kid was in the balloon and was going to die. And it turns out the kid's hiding in the attic because his stupid, moronic dad and family wanted to become a, a, a national sensation and get their own reality show. Yeah, there are people that crazy. And this two-month-long trip that these two went on, they Instagrammed all of it. They YouTubed all of it. So they've got that. They they got that thing in their lives where they like being, you know, everybody watching what they're doing. This is a good way. They're practically very close to household names now. Every cable news channel, every publication is following this story. So it's a terrible idea. Really poor judgment. Don't try this. But that's definitely a possibility that they think somehow they're going to turn this into a positive for them. Do you remember that couple that crashed the White House for a Christmas party and actually got in to get their pictures taken with Barack Obama? That's not as bad as faking a murder and a disappearance, but that was a crime and a little scary. But they ended up getting some reality show stuff out of it and became, you know, minor celebrities for a while. So people will do a lot to become celebrities. So that's a lot of your all guesses are waiting for a Netflix deal. They're waiting for uh, to become influencers, whatever. Somebody pointed this out. The murder of the two women, other two women, that happened the very next day that hasn't been solved, happened the day after Gabby, Gabby's body cam police video when they got in the fight. So the next day was the last time the newlywed couple was seen together. It was the last time Gabby was seen with him, and those two women died. So uh, here's, here's my, my running theory right now is going to be this. They had another fight. Uh, because they'd had at least one previous physical fight that the cops even talked to her about in their YouTube videos where she talks about it. Um, They had another fight. He kills her, either loses his temper or on accident, and then he's the kind of guy that kills, and uh, he had a psychic break of some sort, and then he killed those other two women, and uh, that's that's what he is. He's He's a murderous scumbag, and he's not talking to police. He'll be forced to talk to the police at some point, and so will his parents. And this, I think, will get solved because I think he did it. But that's where the story is right now. And we'll check back in on Monday with the very latest because I know a, a lot of you are following it. And I had been kind of ignoring it all week long. But when it finally broke into one of my favorite Fox shows yesterday, I thought, okay. And I heard the details. When I heard the details of him, he comes back home with the van without her in it but won't say anything about where she is. That's really weird, man. That's a weird twist. I mentioned there's a new electric car on the market. I'm kind of into electric cars now. As I got a Tesla a couple of weeks ago, and I'm really loving not buying gas. I haven't been to a gas pump now because I'm just driving my truck around town. I prefer driving a truck. I'm a truck guy. I like gas engines. But the price of gas was killing me with my commute to work and back. And so I just drive my truck for like 
run into the grocery store back and forth. Yes, Michael? Is it easy to find charge stations for it? Here's the thing. Um, it is a completely different feeling to realize you're low on battery power and know there's only a couple of chargers than it is when you're low on gas and know there's a gas station on every corner. That is a completely different feeling. And I haven't gotten used to that yet. Now, what you're supposed to do, hey, moron, people are yelling who have electric cars. You charge it at home, up at home while you sleep. But I'm in a rental right now, and I really don't want to put in the charger and everything like that. So if I ever get into a, a permanent residence where I'm going to charge it at night, I think that would be fine. But yeah, they have the superchargers. Like every mall has the Tesla superchargers. That comes, I bought mine used. I'm that kind of guy. It's free to charge up there with my car, so I park at the mall, I do a little shopping, I come back up, it's fully charged for a couple of days. But a couple of the engineers from Tesla went out and formed their own company to compete with Tesla. I was unaware of this. The CEO, Peter Rollinson, was a former Tesla engineer, and he's formed a company with some other Tesla former people called Lucid. And they've got a car now with a 520-mile range which is like double what most of the Teslas have. That's a long range, 520 miles. Now, Teslas are already pretty expensive. Like uh, you, you get loaded up with the nice stereo and all that sort of stuff. You're going to pay 110 grand, something like that. That's an expensive car. This Lucid that competes with it, that has the 500-mile range, starts, starts at 169. So there aren't, there aren't many of us that are ever going to be in a Lucid or ever own a Lucid, even used. So there you go. And that's one of the drawbacks of uh, electric cars is the good ones are super-duper pricey and everything else that goes with it. Uh, one more thing I wanted to jam in this segment before we move on. Chris Wallace was on a Fox show this morning. Chris Wallace is a very fair journalist. If any of you don't like him, it's because you think he's too much of a lefty. But he said this about Joe Biden pushing the booster shots. Which clip? Number? I don't know what clip it is. Hanson, what clip is it? Uh, what clip number is it? It's a new clip we just got. And until uh, until I know, I guess we won't play it. But Joe Biden has been pushing the booster shots that we should all go out there and get a booster before the FDA comes out and uh, actually certifies it and says it's okay. It's a good idea. If you've got it, can you play it? Or we'll play it when we come back. And then finish off with a couple of other things. Chris Wallace giving Joe Biden the sharp side of his tongue. Oh, and uh, if you're worried about vaccine mandates, do I have bad news for you? That's next. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market. 
as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. the FDA advisory panel on vaccines meeting today to decide whether or not to recommend booster shots. The White House seems to have let the politics get ahead of this because they're already planning to roll them out. I agree that this is an embarrassment for a president who campaigned uh, against Donald Trump in 2020 and has ruled as the president of the United States presided uh, for the last few months saying we are going to listen to the scientists and we are going to not get ahead of the science. Yet they did exactly that, got ahead of the science, saying boost, talking about booster shots constantly uh, before the FDA even approves them. Well, I can tell you why I think that is happening, and uh, a lot of you aren't going to like this. So I don't know Dave Weigel that well, but he's considered one of the experts on intra-democratic uh, party politics. And he's got this newsletter called The Trailer, in which he writes, In the aftermath of the California recall... The Democratic Party believes that the key to votes is vaccine mandates. They feel like when Gavin Newsom kind of turned his messaging toward believing in vaccine mandates and emphasizing the fact that Larry Elder was going to back off masks and vaccines, that the numbers shot way up. So they believe that nationally now, if they want to win the next election or if they just want to have people on their side, because it does poll very well, vaccine mandates poll really well. Um, that's the key to a win. So you're going to hear a lot more pushing of that from va- from Democrats all over the country and the Biden administration just in general. So uh, if you hate vaccine mandates, get prepared for a whole lot more of at least talking about them, whether or not they enact them. Um, bah, bah, bah. Oh, a couple of people are jumping in on the whole electric car thing that's called range anxiety. When your electric car gets low and you realize there's just not a gas station on every corner, there's not an electric charger. I wanted to mention this because this is kind of interesting. I didn't know this until I got an electric car. If if you uh, if you live in an area where they put in those electric car chargers, just like the run of the mill ones, Tesla makes these superchargers that work really well. But just like the regular chargers, like the Target in my town has a couple of stalls with electric 
plugins on them that are always empty. Well, I now know why they're always empty. I pulled in the other day in my uh, Tesla to plug it in. Another guy with an electric car, he said, don't waste your time. You could be in there for an hour and it might add two miles to your range. So those electric chargers that they put in your downtown because your city council's progressive or your store, wherever, or your restaurant because they want a virtue signal that they're pro fighting climate change and put in electric chargers. Those things are practically worthless. People who have electric cars realize they're worthless. That's why the spaces are always empty. They don't do anything. So it's just virtue signaling and very, very expensive virtue signaling from the taxpayer if you put in some electric chargers in your downtown to fight climate change. Always hilarious when you find out that sort of thing. Uh, Interesting designation for Los Angeles, according to James Corden. Did everybody see this? A worldwide survey was conducted recently in Los Angeles has topped the list in several categories. L.A. was voted the most expensive, the most inconvenient, and the most overrated city in North America. But the weather? It's just a different kind of city. You know, L.A. is actually great. If you love things like hiking or the beach or paying $1.5 million for a two-bedroom house with no closets, it's... Pretty shocking. When I read about L.A. being the most expensive, I nearly spat out my $25 oat milk matcha latte. I'm going to have to look into that more. Maybe we'll talk about it on Monday, the criteria they used. But uh, I uh, I got to admit, um, I've never completely understood the L.A. lifestyle um, f- for people that weren't like didn't. Grow- if you grow up in L.A., of course, you have love it because um, that's you know, what you're used to. But. What what brings people to L.A.? I don't know. Uh, maybe we'll talk about that on Monday. Still getting texts on the whodunit of the dude showing up without his fiance. Maybe we'll bring that to you on Monday. I have a feeling this story might break open over the weekend that he's either going to have to talk or uh, somebody will come forward with something. Another thing that we won't get to until Monday because we're running out of time. Clarence Thomas of the Supreme Court gave a speech the other day at Notre Dame really worried about the falling approval ratings of the Supreme Court and how they're being forced to take on politics in a way that they shouldn't because Congress won't do its job and presidents keep signing executive orders that they know are unconstitutional and uh, the politicizing of the SCOTUS is, could be very, very damaging to the country. I think he's absolutely right. As Joe said earlier, I think the, uh, that, train has, uh, that train has sailed. The damage is already done. Jimmy Kimmel is trying to get a hold of the Trinidadian, a guy from Trinidad, whose whose testicles unfortunately swole, and he's a friend of Nicki Minaj's cousin, and that whole story. So hopefully Jimmy Kimmel will get that guy in his show, and we can nail down that whole situation, which has turned into a, a, a lot more of a story than I ever would have guessed. Um... Could it be she just stormed after off after a fight and more text on the murder mystery? Could it be that she's a hyper-emotional girl? We, we saw the, the aftermath of the fight um, that the police showed up to. And that she just stormed off after another fight. He just said, screw it, and left. And then he went back. Yeah, a lot of people are guessing that. And uh, executive producer Hanson and I had a little conversation during the commercials in which we've both had similar experiences. And we got arguments with girlfriends who just decided to uh, leave the scene. Like one time I was at a big like festival concert sort of thing with a girlfriend and I don't remember what we argued about, but she got mad and she disappeared. And I just thought, holy crap, 
I'm never going to find her. And uh, it was hours and hours and hours. And and before she, she, I don't remember, like we, I ended up finding her at a house party later of some people, were, but it's, it's scary when that happens. And uh, if something bad happened and you were the last person to see him, oh my God. Of course, the one thing I wouldn't have done is go to my parents' house, get a lawyer and refuse to talk to police and have everybody assume that I'd done something horrible like this idiot kid did. If they actually are in cahoots on this to try to become YouTube sensations or Instagram influencers or something like that, that will rank as some of the poorest judgment anybody's ever used. But I wouldn't be shocked. If that guy was willing to pretend his kid was in that air balloon for hours, every cable news channel following that balloon across the sky, all of us worried to death that this poor kid was going to die and it turns out the kid was in the house. Dad just wanted to get a reality show. That judgment is every bit as bad, maybe even worse, because there's a little kid involved. So, hey, wouldn't surprise me. Um, what else do I want to get to before we run out of time? How much time have I got, Michael? Uh, today we got about a minute and a half. Got about a minute. Da, 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 da. He's covering up her suicide. No, I don't think that's it. Oh, I mentioned this earlier in the show. i got to mention again. There's a class action lawsuit going against lime-flavored Doritos. And we all might be involved in it. It might be one of those deals. I think this happens to all of us. happens to me every now and then where I get a check in the mail. I open it up. It's 98 cents. And it says, congratulations, you were part of a class action lawsuit against, you know, some tire company that had a faulty tire. You didn't even know you were involved. They sued on your behalf. It's stupid. Uh, But there's a class action lawsuit against lime-flavored Doritos because in their commercials, they say there is a hint of lime in the Doritos, but there's actually no lime in the ingredients whatsoever. And I don't know about you, but I am outraged. I will not stand for it, and I hope I get my $1.43 sometime soon. And uh, Doritos is fighting back saying, saying a hint of lime is not an indication that there is lime. And that is what is being the judge is going to have to decide. If you say there's a hint of lime, is that are you stating that there is lime or just kind of the inklings of lime. I don't know. Hey, kids, it's that time again. With Armstrong and Getty. Is there anything in a Dorito or anything that comes in a cellophane wrapper that isn't all chemicals at all? Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Jack Armstrong. Jack, thank you, Jack. Uh, Let's get a final thought while we got time from Michelangelo. Yeah, I'm sick and tired of people using... uh you know, bad stunts and things of that nature to get on social media and to get attention. To show you how sick I am, check out my YouTube channel and uh, I'll let you know. Right. You'll set yourself on fire in anger. Yeah, there's a, a local one where uh, uh, bathrooms at schools are being destroyed because of some TikTok challenge to go into your school bathroom and, like, rip the soap container off the wall. And it's happened at a whole bunch of schools in the local school district. Weird. Alex in the newsroom, what's your final thought? Uh, that's a must subscribe to his channel. He won't believe what happens next. Hey, I play in a band and we have our first gig tomorrow for the first time since February of 2020. The excitement is palpable, uh, but my strings are rusty, so I need to change them the second I get out of here. So we did not know, I don't believe, that you play in a band. Do you uh, sing? What instrument do you play? I sing you... and I play bass. Fantastic. We should all get together. Joe plays in bands. I've played in bands. Oh, let's do it. Let's just have a little trio. Um, what else do I want to say? Oh, my uh, son has his first football game tomorrow, so I'll be attending that. It'll be kind of interesting to watch. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. Thanks to everybody involved. 
Um, go to the store, armstrongandgetty.com. We sell all kinds of cool stuff, and it helps pay some bills around here. And you get some swag, and it advertises the show. And Some of you seem to like the hats, shirts, whatever. Or if you ever miss the podcast, go to armstrongandgetty.com. See you Monday. God bless America. I don't want to hear a blip from you. Want to find a friend? Hire a clown. Slaughter an entire African town. (laughs) Don't interact with them and just shut up about it. This is too good to be true. It's just precious. Halfsies on that? Yeah, buddy. You come and have some fun. This is not a kumbaya moment. You visible buffoons. Bye. Have a great Friday, you mother... The Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.